What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the E2E podcast. That's the Entrust to Entrust podcast. We just talk about all that God has done in our lives and just how we want to encourage you guys. It's Aiden back here in the world-renowned podcast studio, which today is the break room at the back of our church, here with three of my good friends. We got Johnny on the mic. What's up, y'all? And we got two females with us today, finally. We got Shelby. Hello. Who is a distant relative of mine, you could say. And then... <laughs> by <laughs> distant. by like a year. <laughs> my, my younger sister, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's also not uh, true. <laughs> older, older sister. <laughs> Shorter sister. <laughs> I've got one of those. I've got a shorter sister. <laughs> Epic twin. And then we got Christine hey. as well here with us today. And she is my shorter sister. <laughs> shorter but oh, older. I'm not going to lie. We're a little giggly today Ooh. probably because we're all very tired. It's been a really fun uh, week here. It's been a hot week. We are right in the middle of summer. I don't know when you guys are listening to this or when we're going to put these out, but it is uh, literally like 115 outside, so we're just kind of enjoying some AC right now. Um, yeah. How are you guys doing today? Good. Well, awesome. Praising God. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun long week here. We've had the vacation Bible school just about to wrap up, and it's been really cool to see God work um, through our church and just through everyone here and all that's been going on. Um, But I got a question for you guys to start off what we're talking about today. Um, This might be a little off the cuff because I know you guys are all thinking theology and the Bible and whatnot. But what is something in your life that you have had to work for? could be anything. Maybe even something that we might not know. Oh, I got one recent for me. Um, I just got into GCU's nursing program, so definitely had to well, that's a big one. work. You already know. <laughs> that's a big one. Work for that. Put in a lot of studying hours and, yeah, lots of studying. <laughs> to get yeah. good grades on tests. So and how how the outcome feel with that? Oh, it feels amazing. It's nice to be rewarded and... It's like what two two full years, right? Yeah, of college. Two full years Sheesh. of college to get into that, but yeah, it's a big blessing now. So yeah, mine's <laughs> similar. I just finished with nursing school, and so I had to work really hard to get my license. So that's gonna be fun to kind of like work together and see what God does and see how He blesses you throughout your time, like as you start studying even more. <laughs> and I'll start working and working with different patients, and that's gonna be really cool to see like, how how God works through that yeah uh something i've worked really hard for oh man I, I, let's see there's some worship stuff um i lead worship at rock point um i help to start a worship ministry at gcu um yeah uh, a lot of that took a lot of time and effort on my part a lot of prayer um but it's been it was just really cool to see like how god moved and like how um, he was able to open those doors and how some of them closed, but uh, still realizing that, you know, worship is something that super important to me. So I'm going to keep working at it. Something that's cool, too, with each of those, it's like with like nursing school, getting a job and doing the worship stuff. Like those are things that are all desires in our hearts, but have been things like the Lord has given us. Like so obviously, like we weren't able to do it on our own. Right. And. And with that, that kind of leads me into what I really want to talk about today, Um, because we we think there's a lot of things here that we work for, like nursing school, like things with worship. For me, it was, uh, I mean, when I was in like high school and whatnot, it was a lot of stuff with like athletics, like training for running, cross country and soccer and things like that, stuff that you would put in the work and you'd like get an outcome. And it seems like that is how our world is set up in a lot of ways, like you just 
kind of, you hear this phrase a lot, trust the process. Just like, just trust that if you do X, Y, Z, you'll get this, this output. If you put in the input, you'll get an output. So my question today is, can we work to be saved? Can we get salvation through what we do? Can I work to earn salvation, to earn eternal life? In a word, no. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <What? laughs> but, like, but, but like, what if like I'm really good? Like, like what if like I do so much? Like, like, like I'm telling you, like I give everything to charity. Like I go out of my way and help people like cross the street and whatnot. Like, like I mean, I yeah. could be a good person, dude. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll put those in air quotes for now. But um, just just think about like what you're trying to say. Like God made the whole world. Like He made you. Like, and now you're trying to say like, oh God, I'm doing you these favors. Like, these are things that like I'm doing that you're not doing. So like in a way, that's me being like better than you, and that's how I'm gonna get my way to live in your presence forever. So, yeah, that's just not how it works. Just, we can't do God favors. We're we're broken and, and imperfect beings. I think even before that, I think there's a couple things that we have to define. I think we need to understand, like, what is good. So, one of the things, there's a verse. You guys have to help me remember the reference, because we all know I'm awful with references. We're um, all awful with references. <laughs> all right, collective effort here. <laughs> um, it's the one that talks about our good works are like filthy rags before the Lord. Oh, that's it's in you, we were talking it's about this. It's in Isaiah. Yeah. It's Isaiah. Oh. Isaiah 64. Yes. Yes. That's why I just yes. read through Isaiah. We have a winner. Um, <laughs> Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Do you need a oh, verse reference? Right. Just hit up Shelby Carson. <laughs> yeah, Shelby. <laughs> She's the best among us. <laughs> Shelby's the fan fave. Yeah, let's, um, let's get that one up. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Isaiah 64, verse 6 says, We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous, righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sw- sins sweep us away like the wind. I was when I said Jeremiah, I was I think I was thinking uh, the heart is desperately wicked above all else, and um, who can understand it? That's Jeremiah. Those both go to get the same point. Yeah, so let's break it down. And like Paul talks about it in like I think even in Psalms too, like how no one is truly good, like no one is seeking God, and like if we're defining what good is, like, and even Jesus says that only God is good so how can how can we be good without god so i think that a good illustration that we've we've used before we've johnny you and i've been out literally on the streets talking to people about this and i really love it was you know if if you were to picture yourself in a court trial you're you're in court for a crime that you did like we we've used <laughs> like if, if i were to murder you right yeah. that's that's kind of a a very pg-13 <laughs> illustration Jeez. here but like in the in a very extreme case here right if if i harmed you or did something to you and i'm before a judge in a trial and he's saying why why should i let you go and then i stand before him and say hey look i've done all this good i've done all of this in my life that's good and it should outweigh this one deed like this is just one thing like you gotta let this go look at how much i'm doing over here and like that kind of goes to say that like nothing good that you can do erases your sin you know that's not how it works that's not how God operates because God is what, like, just exactly what you said, Shelby, that God is perfect and there's no darkness in him. So if there's any impurity in us, it cannot be taken away. So I guess with that, we're kind of getting to, like, how can you be saved if it's not by the works then? I think, too, with that, we have to remember, like, 
God has a glorious standard of perfection that we can never meet, right? And so there's nothing that we can do because we have messed up. Like, we've all done something at some point in time, probably every day, that we do wrong, and it breaks, you know, God's rules. So we're no longer... Mm-hmm. Aiden, can you repeat the question just one more time so I can figure yeah, out? Just how like I mean, so if it's if it's not by works, if we're if our salvation doesn't come by works, what's how do we get saved then? I mean, if it's not by good, if I can't stand before, yeah. in this case, you know, if I can't stand before the judge and say, oh, it's by my good, then then how do you get pardoned? How how do you get into heaven? Basically, we've talked about this before here. Yeah, I think it's actually really cool because that's something we've been talking about at Vacation Bible School this week, and also. I actually used that same illustration this morning when I was talking to some 5th and 6th graders about the gospel. And one of our memory verses this week has been John fourteen six, which is um, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And how we get to heaven is through Jesus. And Jesus clearly states in that verse that he is the only way. People will try and tell us that we can do enough good, but the truth is, is that we can't. And like that Isaiah verse said, our our good deeds are filthy rags before the Lord. And like Christine was saying, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And like what you were saying, like all that good doesn't erase the bad that we've done. But with Christ, because of his sacrifice on the cross, because he he paid the penalty that we should have paid, now we can get to heaven when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, which it says in Romans ten nine. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God sa- that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay. That verse doesn't say if you do enough good works. It says that if if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, that pretty much right there is just the gospel. And I think that's that hits it right on the head. You know, you can't. it's not by our works. It's by grace. I mean, Ephesians 2 says... You know, it's 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 not by works so that no one can boast, but it's by grace you've been saved. It's by Jesus taking the penalty on our, our our sin on the cross. But I think what a lot of new believers and what a lot of people can kind of get caught up in then with this idea of faith and works is if it's by grace that we've been saved, then what is the point of doing works? Like if I trust Jesus to, and accept him as my Lord and Savior in my heart, then then what is the purpose of doing good? Like why why do I need to... What do I need to do after that? Like, why do I need to keep living in the light? If, if God's grace is enough for me, I can just kind of go and, you know, do whatever I want, right? And then he, he's got me, right? Oh, um, so I I've, I sort of came up with this illustration um, in my head just for, um, for what that kind of means and, like, how we do have to do works after that. So um, I'm in a relationship with my beautiful girlfriend who's sitting right behind me. And um, so she if I... W- <laughs> yeah, she's re- yeah, she's yeah, reading. Emily. She's just, she's just chilling. She's vibing. Off screen. Yeah. Off, off mic. <laughs> but yeah, if I were to do something like... This is just an example. This never actually happened. But if I were to like cheat on her, like if I were to commit adultery, and not that we're married, but like adultery. <laughs> um, Let's talk about the like, real stuff here. Yeah, and then she forgave me for that. Like, if that if her love for me covered over the multitude of my sin, like, there would be two things that have to be true next. I would my my repentance would have to be true, and her forgiveness would have to be true. And then after that, every moment, I would spend 
wanting to do good for her. Like, let me open your door. Let me let me cover the tab. Let me um, let me clean your bathroom. Let me like do all this stuff for you because I'm just so grateful for what she did in forgiving me. I would just want to spend every second making it up to her. Not that I can, not that that's what I'm doing, but like because she forgave me, man, I just want to do my best for her. And that's the same thing with God. Like we commit adultery with our first love, Jesus Christ, all the time when we sin. And um, he forgives us every time. And it's even um, more perfect than her forgiveness towards me in that scenario where his forgiveness completely covers over. There's no residual anger. There's no mistrust anymore. But but um, when God forgives us, man, we're forgiven. And then we should look to God saying, man, I just want to do good by you. Like, all that's all I want to do because you forgave me. That's really good. I like that picture of like cheating on Jesus because that's what we do. Like, <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's so true. It makes me think of James chapter 2. Um, it's that section that talks about faith without works is dead. Like, in the same way that you could say, I love Emily, Right. But if you don't have the actions to back it up, how do I know? Like, is that is that real? Is your love real? In the same way, like our faith becomes invalid when we when we're not. I don't want to say proving it, but when we're not acting it out, you know. So I think it'd be cool if the four of us here could just look at James chapter two, or if we want to talk about mm-hmm. some other verses, like how it's important to have faith with works. Because that's the way that we show we love Jesus. Because Jesus has asked us to go and do good things and to love other people. Right. Mm. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind when you bring up that verse, I mean, the cool thing is Scripture is continuous. It's all pointing to the same thing. And elsewhere from James, John wrote a very similar thing in First John, which has kind of been a bit of a summer project for some of us guys um, here. Um, and he says a lot of the same things. Like, I mean... It, whoever claims to live in the light, if they still walk in the darkness, then the light is not actually in them. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with the Father, and the blood of Jesus does purify us from sins. And it's saying the same thing, like, we show that we love God if we keep his commandments. Whoever loves him and does what he says, the love for God is made complete in them. Like, we complete God's love if we are keeping to his commandments. Yeah. First uh, John chapter two verses five and six. But if anyone obeys this word, uh, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we we are in Him. Whoever claims to live in Him must live as Jesus did, and mm. Jesus was constantly like proving His service to everyone around Him and to His Father. He was He came to Earth not to be served, but to serve and give His life as a ransom for many. Yeah. And I think just looking at that James passage, like just verses 17 through 20 are like super convicting, I think. And I'll just read it really fast. It says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds i will show you my faith by my good deeds you say you have faith for you believe there is one god good for you even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror how foolish can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless and like it's just like like verse 19 says like even the demons believe like woo but like (laughs) we we have to have 
faith or works to back up our faith and an illustration that i really like is like if you think of our faith as like a as like a tree then our Je- what jesus has done for us is the root of our salvation and the f- the fruit of it is the works whereas like other faiths and other beliefs will tell you that works is the root of your salvation but that's not true works is proof that we are saved it is not to be saved and jesus also says you will know them by their fruit like you will recognize them you'll know that they're mine because you'll see the things that they do yeah and he and he also says in in john like you will know people will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love others so Mm -hmm. how can we we can't we can't just keep on going and living in sin after we've accepted christ because that doesn't that doesn't show love for others and it Mm -hmm. clearly doesn't show that we love that we really love jesus i like i in the old testament too i i think a lot of people can be like well god of the old testament is different than the god in the new testament i just um finished reading through isaiah and it was really cool just talking about like how god really just wanted the israelites hearts like in the same way that he he just wants our hearts now and how he just wanted them to obey because they love loved him and it was really cool to see like how often God would forgive them despite their shortcomings and like in the same way he does that with us now. And so we should in return be obedient and do good work so we can show the love of Jesus to others. Yeah, I think time and time again you see that that God desires that obedience. I mean there literally are verses that say, you know, he desires obedience better than the sacrifice. He wants the genuine heart transformed rather than you just going through the motions. You know, he there's a verse in Romans that says, you know, let Christ transform you by changing the way you think. That like when we come to Christ, we become part of this family. We become part of this kingdom that we're we're building. We are literally building what we are gonna inherit one day when Jesus comes back. And and you need to I mean that is something that you need to be transformed into because our natural sin nature puts us in a different spot. So um, I got one more question for y'all today just to kind of like wrap it up here. We kind of talked about a lot of this anyway, but if you're in a spot where you kind of feel like your faith is at a spot where you're leaning too hard on works and not enough on grace, like how do you get to that balance? Like what what is the balance between between grace and works? Because we've kind of touched on those two things. We've already kind of talked about it, but just to kind of like close it up here like like what is a balance of what happens if you're at a spot where you realize oh man I'm, I'm thinking too much on the grace side or oh I'm thinking too much on the work side there's a C.S. Lewis quote that I really like um, that's a good reminder it says pride is the mother hen of all sins and I think when we get in that place where we think oh I just need to keep doing these things so I can be better it's a form of pride mm-hmm. and it can be like you're you're thinking too highly of yourself and you're thinking too lowly of God and his gift to the gift that he gave us through Jesus. So I think um, continuing to be in his word and reminding yourself by being in the word and spending time with other believers. Um, I lost my thought. <laughs> um, yeah, just like b- being in, in fellowship with the Lord and recognizing who you are in comparison to God is going to snap you out of that pretty mm. darn quick. Exactly. Is where I'm exactly. trying to go. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's a word right there. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I've written a sermon for the upcoming Outback 
It's um, so we're doing this series called Cross Examination. It's really yeah. cool. We're gonna look at the cross through the perspective of who was there. And so I was writing on Peter, and there's a lot leading up to the um, the cross, just about Peter's pride and um, how there there are like these extremes of pride where he was like he took Jesus aside and rebuked him, saying, "Oh, you will not die. That's that's not for you to say. You can't you can't." tell people that like hey man i was you just said so i was inspired by the word of god so uh i don't think you should be talking like that and then the other side where he's like no you will never wash my feet like you're too good i'm too low my feet are mine to wash you can't wash them you're good jesus but (laughs) these are my feet to wash no you need to be in that spot that sweet spot where you're um not thinking too highly um, than you ought of yourself and you're not thinking too lowly than you ought of yourself where if you're thinking in that too lowly spot man you're trying to do a lot of works mm-hmm. man like peter like my mm-hmm. feet are mine to wash like that's kind of what he was saying in that in that extreme of he was thinking so low of himself but then there's this extreme high of pride where Peter was saying, oh, Jesus, you can't say that. Like, you are wrong, Jesus. Like, that that's what he said, and that's not what we should be saying. Like, that's leaning too heavily on grace, and we need to, uh, at that point, start to humble ourselves and take the form of a servant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a good thing that one of our good friends, his name is Carson, I believe he was on the last oh, yeah. episode. He's been around. Something, something that he really encourages us to do in uh, is to preach the gospel to yourself every day. And that's just like a really good practice because it reminds you of who you are in Christ and it also reminds you of what Christ has already accomplished for you. It reminds you that your your faith and your salvation was not accomplished by the things that you have done, but by what Christ has done on the cross for you. Um, and another thing that, another verse that I've just been really enjoying recently is uh, Philippians one eleven. It says, May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And just knowing that the good things in our life that are the the good works that come out of us, they're not produced by us. They are produced by Christ. And in that last part, too, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. Like the reason that we're doing works is to glorify God, not to not to bring ourselves glory or to work our way up to him. So I just think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just recognize your position. Yes. The most important thing. It's like, mm-hmm. and remember who God is. Yeah. U- ultimately, that's the most important thing. Yeah. 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 If, and that one thing that, that Shelby said that Carson says, that's a that's a quote from a book, Shameless Plug. It is um, an excellent book. Milton, Vis- <laughs> Milton Vincent's um, A Gospel Primer. And... It's just a really good book. It's got mini sermons for you to mm. read and then poetry and prose. It, it's really I've just amazing. I've been reading through it. It's it's great. so good. It's it's so li- it's what a little um the gospel, the gospel primer. primer. Oh yes. It's I a little that. it's a little <laughs> 90 page book, but it it's it is sealed it to the brim. It's a great it slow. book to complement, you know, the scripture. Absolutely. It's like every single sentence has like two bible verses in it so you'll know you know Very that true. it's not his yeah. word it, it's it comes straight from god so it's a really good book if you want to read that um i'll be happy to buy you a copy just you know text shoot me. us an email venmo yeah. us 
Venmo us the bucks. money. Jonathan dash Foley dash twenty three. I got you. Send, send, send a request. With the request four or five bucks. Oh man. All right. I got a verse to wrap us up here. I think it really just covers um, what we said. I kind of mentioned earlier. It was just Ephesians two eight through ten. It says, "For by grace you've been saved through faith, and it is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God." Not by works, so that no one can boast. Mm -hmm. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And just realizing, just again, you know, it's it's not by what we do, but it's by what Christ did for us. And in that, once we come to Him, once we realize that grace, then we have we have things prepared for us to do, work cut out for us that God wants us to do to build His kingdom, the kingdom that we're going to get to inherit when Christ comes back. Amen. Amen. Yep. Yeah, and if our repentance so is true and His grace is true, the works are going to come. That's mm -hmm. something yeah. that the Spirit promises. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's it changes a, our heart to want to do that. No tree by its fruit. You know nope. a tree by its fruit. Mm -hmm. All right, Amen. That's a word. All right, you we'll may wish later. for an apple or an orange, but it will always give a peach. For those of you who are cultured, all right, hang loose, everybody. We love you guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> 